Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Maroon, and I have a great interview for you guys today with Brian Adams. He is the Director of Basketball Player Development for Driven Elite, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast. We would deep dive into our local high school, college, and athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Right, welcome to the Rory Runback episode 114. I have a great interview for you guys today with Brian Adams. He is the director of basketball player development for Driven Elite. Great interview with Brian. I really enjoyed our conversation. Brian is actually a good friend of mine um, and he actually was my mentor down in Dallas, someone that I worked with in the player development side of basketball. And I learned a whole bunch down there. I wasn't down there for a while, but when I went to a bunch of uh, the camps and watched him work and how he did things and worked with players it like really was eye-opening of how much work he does in, in an hour and of the footwork and everything like that it was just awesome to watch him work but you know in this episode Brian and I talk a little bit about his background uh, he was ranked number 18 and uh, in, for in Lindy's basketball world he and uh, as one of the top players in the nation he played his college ball at Alcorn and talks about the backlash he received about that, um, playing professionally overseas. And then we talk about how he got linked up with Donald Driver and Driven Elite and how he started at Driven Elite and all the great things that they're doing there now and the upcoming camp that they have coming up on August 9th and August 10th in Dallas. Great, great, great interview uh, with Brian, just a lot of fun speaking with him. I enjoyed the conversation with him. Just what he's doing and everything that they're doing is just unbelievable. And um, I'm so excited for him to see as as I see Driven Elite grow. And I can't wait for it to be a worldwide thing down the line. Now for our interview with Brian. Just remember, also, you guys can watch the episode on YouTube. Just remember to hit that like, share, and subscribe button. Or check it out on any podcast. Now for the interview with Brian Adams. All right, on today's show, I welcome on a very special guest and uh, someone who's been a good friend of mine for the past couple of years. Uh, I welcome on Brian Adams. He's the Director of Player Development, uh, Director of Basketball Player Development for Driven Elite. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, very excited to have you back on. Uh, you know, just a quick background of Brian and I. Brian was uh, on my other podcast called Court Vision and talked about Brian's background and actually when I had lived in Dallas for a little while I actually linked up with Brian and doing the player to doing the player seeing him do his player development down there driven elite and let me tell you you want some footwork and you want to learn some great footwork and they have some great players that come in and out there and now they're just floating now it's just it was awesome to see Brian work so just excited to have him on the show now itself and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet too as well. Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. Those are uh, very kind words, and I uh, appreciate you uh, stopping by, and I've uh, been uh, following your podcast, and uh, you've taken off as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, before we talk about your, uh, you know, working with Driven Elite and everything that you guys have, have accomplished so far and where you guys are going, uh, let's get, I want to get into your background. I want the listeners to get to, get to know you uh, as a uh, you know, just a player that you were in high school and in college and how, like, and 
even at the pro level, you were just so dominant. So, you know, you played at the Piney Woods Country Life School. And what was your time like there? And, you know, and help bringing two state titles to that school as well, too. Uh, actually, well, we won. Yeah. Uh, we won three in a row. Oh, um, you won three in a row. <laughs> yeah, we won, we won three in a row. Um, to be honest with you, you know, I was telling this story uh, about a week ago. Um, it got off to a rocky start because um, I had to adjust to going to a school um, where you had to live on campus. You know, we lived in the dorms, uh, strict academics and just strict, uh, uh, just everything was strict, you know. Um, so I had to make that adjustment. And, you know, man, my first week of school, man, I was on academic probation. And they have this, they had this thing where if you fail a test, like you had no activities for the weekend and uh, you couldn't play sports and stuff like that. So I failed a test. And um, the thing is, they, they'll call your name out in the cafeteria in front of the whole school. And uh, so when they did that, I said, man, I, I can't do this. I can't, I cannot be at this school, you know? So it, it got off to a rocky start, but eventually I, I got it together. I got my academics together and, uh, you know, the rest is history as far as, you know, the basketball part of it, you know? So I, maybe I needed that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That sounds like a nice uh, kick in the butt to kind of get your academics going and as well and able to help you focus on the basketball. I mean, you won three state titles. I mean, what was the first one like? And then they go back, pull the Jordan going back to back to back as well, too. Um, the first one, um, it was like I was just happy to be on the team. I was a I was a I was a starter, but I think I was like the third leading scorer on the team or fourth leading scorer. So I was just trying to fit in and um find my way on the team, you know, so that was, that was great, you know, winning that first one. And then we won the second one. Um, it was the first two, eight team and finished number one in the state when it was only one pole. So my, my attitude, my junior year was, um, you know, we had a lot of seniors on the team. So I was, I was like, Hey, y'all seniors and y'all supposed to be the leaders, but if y'all start tripping, I'm going to take over this game. <laughs> so, and um, my senior year, we won again. It was pretty much my time. So um, I was the leader and, you know, on and, you know, try to be the leader on and off the court, you know, doing things uh, by example and stuff like that. So uh, it was, I was just cruising by the time, you know, I became a senior. That's amazing. And then you also cracked, you were in the ranked top 25 in the nation of high school players. I mean, in that, in that same class of Kobe Bryant, I believe, was it Kevin Garnett, Tim Thomas as well, too, like guys like that, or uh, were also, was Steven Jackson as well in that, too? Yeah, um, uh, KG was the year before, um, yeah. but it was Kobe, Jermaine O'Neal, Tim Thomas, Lester Earl, uh, Steven Jackson, uh, Mike Bibby, uh, man, uh, Shaheen Holloway, Tim Thomas, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, it was a nice, that was a great class. That was a really great class. And, you know, I was a small school uh, kid, so, and from a smaller state, you know what I'm saying? I think if I would have played in like New York or Chicago or LA, I would have been much higher. You know, I, I still feel like I should have been a little bit higher anyway, but you know how that stuff go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. that's an amazing class to be in the name with. Weren't you, you were number 18, I believe, right? When it finished? Yeah, in the uh, Lindy's Magazine, number 18. Uh, in the country, so that's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, 
especially where I'm from, you know, so that's a, that's a huge honor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a great honor and to be in a, a class like that and uh, the listeners as well. Uh, Brian grew up in Mississippi, played basketball in Mississippi as well, too. So uh, the a lot of great basketball players come out of the set, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been, it's been countless uh, uh, top players that come out of the state of Mississippi. And, um, man, you know, we don't get a lot of credit, you know, and I think players from Mississippi, you know, we have this huge chip on our shoulder because, you know, we always got to go out and prove ourselves, you know, because we're not from the, the big cities and stuff like that. So, you know, everywhere we go, we got to make a name for ourselves. So what is it about the Mississippi, what is it about Mississippi that creates, produces great players? Like, I know you said there's a chip on your shoulder, but is there anything else that you think of why, or is it, what, what is it down, down there that's so different compared to like the bigger areas, like you mentioned, New York, Chicago, and LA? Um, I think guys, uh, you have to prove yourself. And I think you just have to work harder than some, everybody else, you know, um, just to get the exposure. Um, you know, we're very underrated. Um, but I do know, you know, players from Mississippi, we're tough, uh, very athletic. Uh, some of the best shooters that, you know, uh, have come out of the state of Mississippi. So, you know, like I said, it's just, it's just about being in the right place at the right time. Um, but you know, we, we, we do, we do carry that chip though. We carry a huge chip on our shoulders and we play like it too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's that. That's like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still doing the YouTube series, Legends of the Sip? Or are you still? Uh, well, we, we paused on it a little bit because of COVID, you know, so we really been, haven't been able to uh, uh, get things, you know, brewing with that, but we're going to uh, crank it back up for sure. I love it. I love the, yeah. the few, first few of I mean, what I watched, it just reminded me of uh, NBA Open Court. Let's see. Stories with some guys. I just I thought that was just awesome to watch that. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, of course, of course. And now you ended up playing at Alcorn State. I mean, what was the decision to go to Alcorn? And I mean, you had other big schools recruit you. What was the decision to go to uh, an HBCU as well? Um, well, when I did it, um, at that time, it was different, you know. Um, yeah. At that time, I, I believe I was the first top recruit to do it. And um, it was all about my relationship with the head coach. You know, and I tell people all the time, they always talk about it's the school, the school, this, school, that. But man, you you at school, you go into that school because of the relationship you built with the head coach. And the coach from Alcorn that recruited me, he never thought that he couldn't get me. You know, so when I made my my final five was Alcorn, Florida, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Clemson. And I chose to go to Alcorn State you know, over those schools, uh, didn't have any character or academic problems. I just, you know, I just made the decision to, uh, to do that. And, uh, it was some, it was a lot of, um, backlash from it, you know, um, top recruit in the country, making a decision like that, you know, it just, it just wasn't a popular thing to do at the time. And, uh, I thought everybody was going to accept it and embrace it. But, uh, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people went with it. And I, I feel like that's the reason why I didn't play in the McDonald's game, you know, um, because of that decision. And, you know, I made that decision early, you know, and and it was like, when I did it, it you can feel like, 
man, who does this guy think, think he is? You know, he's turning down blue bloods per se to, you know, go to a small HBCU. So, you know, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of, it was some black backlash from it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's unfortunate you got the backlash. Do you think now, because like, uh, you know, Thon, uh, Thon Maker's brother, I believe who, who made, Maker Maker made the commitment to Howard, do you think if you did that in this day and age, like how much publicity do you think you'd get now, like with all the me the social media and everything? Uh, I think it would probably have been a little bit more hype, uh, yeah. you know, with me making it, uh, th that decision. Um, because I, you know, I, I've seen him play. Yeah, uh, I think he's he's talented. Um, I just think I had more flair, you know, to the game. I I, I think I um, maybe did more things, you know. But you know, hopefully uh, he gets a chance to, you know, fulfill his dream of uh, being an NBA player, you know. So uh, you know, a lot of people are rooting for him. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we get a chance to see more kids, you know, make decisions like that. But um, you know, you, you got to do what's best for you, yeah. you know, not what's best for your parents, not what's best for your grandparents or your cousin or your girlfriend, none of that stuff, man. You gotta, you gotta do what you feel is best. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I think, I think a lot of kids need to understand too, I think with the recruiting process, it's all about feeling what makes you feel comfortable and who you work with and coach and everything like that. And you also got inducted to the Alcorn State's Hall of Fame as well, too. What was that feeling like? Oh, it was great because um, to be a part of um, the program that helped resurrect the program, you know, that was the reason why I went to school, you know, there to, to bring the, you know, the so-called uh, glory days back. Um, a lot of people don't know that Alcorn State um, was the first HBCU to win the NCAA tournament game, you know. So in the early 80s, man, they was taking schools to the end. Um, I think in 83, Georgetown beat them by like three points in the NCAA tournament with Patrick Ewan, and then Kansas beat them by one point. The next year, Houston with uh, the five slam and jam, maybe beat them by five points. So they were right there, you know, with with, um, with some legendary uh, schools and coaches. So the talent is there. You know, people, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, people just have to do their research. Yeah. You know, they just look at, oh, Alcorn, uh, they probably never had great basketball history, but it's not true. And I think it was 2005, um, Alcorn State was um, was uh, rated as one of the top 100 college basketball programs of all time. I think it was number 81. Wow. So, you know, so that's why I don't pay attention to a lot of some of the things that people, you know, tweet out and say and stuff like that, because I, I know basketball history. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. You know, so, my decision to go there wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a bad, uh, no, it wasn't a bad decision. You know, people look at things, um, they just go off what they see on TV and stuff like that. So, you know, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're a real basketball fan, you know, history and everything like that, it's not a bad decision at all. But I think people look at, like, oh, why do you turn down like other top right. things? But you didn't honestly did what was the best for you and obviously right. worked out for you down the line and what you're doing now and life and stuff like that. Everything happens for a reason and you made the best right. for yourself, I think. That was right. And are you you still doing the documentary, right? Too? Are you that's uh, yes. And like I say, we had to pause on that, you know, with uh yeah with COVID, you know. So yeah, man, everything is already uh 
I got it already written out and stuff like that. Got to get a, uh, uh, just a few more uh, um, games and footage and stuff. So it, 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 I think it'll be a good thing to talk about. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. I honestly, yeah. it's it's great that you're so uh, you're just not like you're an entrepreneur. Like you're you do the Legends of the Sip. You're doing your own documentary. Right. You're doing Driven Elite. Like you're a busy man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real, real busy man. Real, real busy uh, family man. You know. So I love. Yeah. It. I love. It. I'm yeah. excited for the documentary too. I and I, and people listeners if you haven't seen like look up brian adams highlights because this man could he could slam it he was a, he was an athletic freak like what he could dunk he could shoot, shoot he could shoot the ball he could still shoot the ball i watch him work out with people who shoots the ball so well it's he's dominated us because it's <laughs> oh yeah yeah hey my wife said i need to sit down somewhere <laughs> <laughs> so, i love it yeah. Uh, but and then what was your time playing in the pros too because you played overseas you played uh you know in europe and anything what was your time playing overseas as well uh that was that was quite an adjustment too um just you know my first year over there you know it was kind of difficult because my, my dad was passing away and um I, I had never been that far away from home you know i was the only child just me him and my mom and uh you know i just had to make another adjustment and getting used to the playing style over there and being the only American on the team. I didn't speak the language. So I was gone for eight months and man, it was, it was just, you know, it was, a, it was a little rough. Yeah. Um, my first year over there, but, um, you know, I played in Germany, Norway and Portugal. And, um, you know, I had great, a great time because when you're growing up as a kid, you know, you only think NBA, but there's so many other places in the world that, you can play and make a living and stuff like that, you know? So um, just a kid growing up from where I'm from and being able to experience uh, playing in another country. I mean, that's uh, a lot of kids don't get a chance to do that. And um, I was at peace with um, my basketball career. You know, my, I know both of my parents are deceased, but you know, my mom told me, uh, um, before I went overseas, she said, look, son, if, if you don't never play another game ever in your life, you've done more than the average, you know, kid growing up in America, you know? So, yeah. So, I mean, but man, it was, like I said, it was, it was a great time. That's awesome. That, that's a great experience. Did you have a favorite place that you enjoyed uh, playing the most overseas? Like, um... uh, Port Portugal was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, um, we made it to the finals. Uh, in Portugal, but unfortunately we lost. And, uh, you know, that's, the, <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's one of, that's one of my losses in the finals, you know, uh, I was able to win four championships between high school, college, you know, so, um, uh, couldn't win that one, man. Yeah. Can't win, can't win them all like Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, it was a good experience. At least you guys made it to the finals. It's good. Couldn't get that the last victory in the finals, but hey, at least you got that yeah. good experience. Oh, yeah. But also, too, I, speaking of Mike, I forgot to ask this. What was your time playing? You, you played in Michael Jordan's camp. What was that like? Oh, it was a great experience. You know, just getting that invite uh, two years. Uh, I went up there um, going into my, my uh, sophomore no, going into my junior and my senior year, um, when they beat Utah twice, 
and just being around him for like eight days, um, you know, both times. They gave us shoes, um, um, gave us $200 for working the camp and uh, got an autograph. And the, and the thing was, you know, they invited college players up. So we would play with him at, uh, at night, referee kids games during the day. So, you know, you know, like I say, man, where I'm from, that's, uh, you know, I've done everything I can possibly do with a basketball. That's, that's amazing. And did you said, I remember we talked about this last time, but like you actually had a guard, Jordan. What was that? Guarding like guarding him like. Um. So the first time um, I had a guard, and then the next year I was on his team. So the first time we about to play the counselor game, and you know we about to jump ball, and everybody looking around like, man, you know who got him? And then I was like, man, I got it. Yeah. And um, man, the first time he came down, it's actually out there on YouTube. The first time he came down. The court, man, it was just a special moment. It was just me and him. And um, I made him get rid of it. I made him pass the ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he's scoring on me once. Um, I had a chance to see what that fadeaway was like. Uh, I had a chance to see how strong he was and stuff like that. And you know, I tell people all the time, when you look at him, because at that time I was 225 pounds. And I'm sure he's probably about 215 or whatever. And uh, when you look at him, he don't look that strong. And um, so somebody shot the ball. And uh, I tried to box him out. And man, that elbow to the ribs, man, I'll never forget it. <laughs> 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 that's the, hey, that's probably the first player I ever played against that hit me in a game. And I just had to turn around and was like, man, that's different. That was, whatever that was, that was different. Oh my God. Yeah, that must have been a strong elbow. What was it like <laughs> right. on his team? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the next year we was on the same team and uh, uh, it was me, him, and uh, I think Dean Oliver from Iowa, who had, I think he played in the NBA. He was a, a very uh, good basketball player. Um, let's see who else. Um, we, I was playing against Warren Dixon. You know, Warren Dixon from Maryland. Yeah. Uh, he was at Jordan camp. He was going into his freshman year. We used to eat lunch together every day. Uh, at Jordan camp. And uh, I think he was guarding me uh, during that counseling game. So, you know, I, I, I had a pretty good game. <laughs> that's awesome that you got to play with him and play against him. That's that's so cool. And that rip story there and the taking elbow from a rip. It's, uh... Oh yeah, that, that, that elbow was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, everything's like, you're, that's like a great, like, Overview of your background, obviously, people can look you up because you've done and accomplished so much in your life, and uh, it's been awesome to hear the stories and everything. But now, I want to know how did you and tell the listeners? I know how you got involved, but how'd you get how'd you get involved with Driven Elite and with the uh, being a director of their basketball player development? Uh man, Donald Driver and I, uh, we go back twenty plus years from uh, Alcorn State. You know, he he was legendary at Alcorn State as well. Uh, Definitely legendary in Green Bay. You yeah, know? yeah. So, I see him at the Milwaukee um, games every once in a while. Right. <laughs> and, and what's crazy is uh, when he was playing, I was playing overseas. So he used to hang out with a lot of basketball players uh, at school. So I, um, every time they would have parties and, and, you know, get togethers and stuff like that, man, I was always gone. So we never could uh, link up, man. And I hadn't seen him in like 20 plus years in a, a mutual friend of ours um, 
he his daughter used to play for me um, uh, in, my, in the uh, AAU program. He linked us back up, man, and and the rest is history, you know. And it's like a you know a brotherhood, you know. Uh, we feed off each other. Um, we we believe in you know what we both bring to the table, and uh, he does you know he loves um, what I'm doing and, and things of that nature. So um, yeah, so you know we we've been doing some uh, great things together. Um, with the training, you know, he does the strength and conditioning. I do the, uh, um, the, the player development. So, you know, it, it's been great girls and guys, you know, some very elite level, high talent players who will be future pros, uh, as well. You know, um, that's, that's, that's been in our gym. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely, I've, I've witnessed it and even seen it too, as well as on your Instagram. I mean, you, you have guys like Tony Mitchell played, in the NBA, Jacoby Coase, who now just is at TCU, right? And then right. John Knight, who is a, a young man that was uh, attempting to go to the draft and then um, got some great feedback, but he's going back to college now. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Tyson, who just committed, who's playing at Texas now, and then Cam Corrin, who's being heavily recruited uh, yeah. by a bunch of big, big name schools, Kayla Wells, Sierra Johnson. Uh, and many more. I mean, what's it like to like work with these players and how do these players, you know, how'd you guys start with these players and how they like end up staying? Like, you know, obviously they end up staying, but like, what's it like to work with them? Well, I mean, some of these players, you know, some of these kids, I've never met them before in my life. And then some of them I had already knew, you know, had um, a relationship with. And it's all about um, fit, you know, like, hey, you know, we know Brian is a trainer. Uh, um, could he help me elevate my game? And uh, I believe I can help elevate anybody, anybody's game, whether it's a guard, forward, center, you know, because uh, as a basketball player, I had to play multiple positions. And I think that's what helps me when it comes to training. And, uh, you know, just, um, you know, being the, being the right fit for them, you know. And also, you know, um, no matter – who comes in that gym, you know, they have to check their egos at the door. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, we're here to help each individual get better, you know, and, and, and get you ready for your season and, and have, have success. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, you come back uh, the next year, you know. So one thing that I, uh, I talked about with, uh, you know, some other pro-level um, trainers who's uh, been around the NBA, you know, they just said, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, with players, you got to you gotta check their egos and stuff at the door, you know, because some come in, uh, they just want to get uh, a lot of reps up. They don't want to, you know, be coached and, and things of that nature. But uh, I don't think we have any players like that that walk in our gym because, I, you know, um, like I say, we, we just here to get better, you know. And I'm gonna push, you know. I'm gonna push buttons, and, um, uh, and I'm definitely. Uh, you will be comfortable with, you know, the things that you're already really good at, and then uh, we're gonna push buttons and, and make you uncomfortable with things that you're not good at that you have to work on. Yeah, yeah. I, I witnessed it firsthand, honestly. Like some of the best work I've seen, and it's just the stuff that you do, especially. One of the biggest things I noticed that some of the things that you do is the footwork. And I know you always bring it up, but like, how did you specialize in footwork? Did you watch a lot of film? I know you do it yourself too, but like, where does that come from? Because the footwork 
from the stuff that I've seen, it's just top level, like Jordan stuff, Kobe stuff, like the movement of how you get players to move and get their foot in the right position and how to make the correct moves. Like, how did you like focus on that or where did that come from? Um, and just studying Jordan, you yeah. know, and my thing is for the, for the most part, the majority of, of the world say he's the goat. So I, I believe in goat training, you know, if, if, if the goat did it, then I got to do it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so people laugh, people laugh when I say this and, um, you know, I, I say it all the time. I said, Michael Jordan didn't do it. I don't teach it. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it is what it is. But if you look at the all-time greats, you know, all of them have had great footwork. You know, that's that's the that's the foundation. You know, the footwork. Um, I know if I'm an elite defender, I would rather you have great ball handling than than great footwork. If you got great footwork, I'm in trouble. I may be in a little trouble. But if you just a dribbler, or a ball handler, or whatever, with nothing else. Then you know, I, I I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a good night guarding you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's. I think footwork is one of the most important things that people don't really see and specialize in. To actually witness it firsthand and what how you do it, and it's phenomenal. Where I mean, the work you do is phenomenal. I mean, you got people tired and working hard in there, and they do you do a great job with them. So I mean, people yeah. sweat in that place, but if you do it, right. you do an amazing job. And also, like I want to know too is for the listeners, you, you linked up with Mahmoud Abdul-Ruth, uh, who is a, um, you know, who's an NBA trainer and like who plays in the big three. I mean, how did you guys link up and how that, how that, how did you guys, how's that help elevate Driven Elite as well too? Man, um, throughout the years, I've built a, rela- I built a relationship with his best friend. Uh, uh, his name is uh, Shahid Ali. And, um, and this is this this is gonna blow a lot of people's minds. This how people, uh, I guess, when you respect each other, you know what I'm saying. Um, I talk to him like I talk to you may talk to your brother or or someone that you you know you love you know and stuff like that. Um, I've only uh, I've only met Shahid three times in my life, wow. and we talk like three or four times a week. But we, we like brothers, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And he sees that what I'm doing is authentic and it's from the heart and, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I care about, you know, the kids and the players and stuff like that. So that was my connection to Mahmoud on top of all of us, uh, we're from Mississippi. So that bond of Mississippi players, you know what I'm saying, is is tight, you know, yeah. it's, it's unbreakable, you know what I'm saying, and and, and we respect each other. Um, my move was the first college game that I ever been to in my life, and, you know, um, like I said, throughout the years, we built this relationship, man, you know, we like, we like brothers, and some days I have to pinch myself and be like, man, that was my hero, you know, growing up, watching him you know, destroy people in college, you know, destroy people in the NBA and stuff like that. Um, so, and then now we're, we're working together and putting camps on, you know, um, we did one in, in uh, Dallas um, a few months ago. It was unbelievable. You know, the, the level of talent that we had there at the camp, um, there's going to be some future uh, 
college stars. Uh, I think it's going to be some future pros that, you know, was there at that camp, you know. So just being around him and Donald, you know, that's that's a blessing. And we all trying to achieve one goal. And it's just, you know, caring about people and doing it the right way and, you know, helping as many people as we can. I love it. I think it's awesome. And that's just amazing that you guys are able to link up. And like you said, I think your passion right there about the kids says it right at all. And I see you always like posting videos of the kids on, on uh, your Instagram and everything. And I think that that's like the coolest part and seeing your players comment. And then even when you put up, like when you're playing one-on-one, they're like, coach still got it. Coach still got it. You're seeing all those comments. And I love that. So and seeing Tony Mitchell comment on those things, right. it just cracks me up. So like, I love it. That's right. just, that, but that's the connection that you have with them, though. That just shows yeah. that they, they really like you and yeah. they love watching you play and everything. They're always making those comments. So it's great, great to see that. Yeah, and I, I think the most important thing I, I, I say this is because communication is the key when it comes to training because I'm not their everyday coach at school or in the pros and stuff like that. You know, I don't know. I'm not at every practice. I'm not at the games for the most part. So I don't know um, what they're going through, whether it's good, bad, or, or whatever the case may be. But what I do know is um, when they come to Driven Elite, um, I want them to feel like they belong, even if you know they do belong or whether they don't belong. I want to make them feel like, hey, you, you, you belong here. And we're gonna work hard here. And then, you know, wherever you're going, wherever your next destination is after this, you know, you're gonna you're gonna keep elevating and and become, you know, something special and become great, you know, because that, you know, that communication part is uh is really good, you know. Um, you know, I don't really dive into um what all is going on, you know, where you know, where they're at school or in the pros or whatever. Um, but I just, you know, I want to make them feel like they belong Yeah. when it comes to working out at Driven Elite, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you can definitely tell uh, it's a, it's almost like a family atmosphere, too. You just feel very, like, even for me, coming in there, when I first came in there, it was it was comfortable. I felt you made me feel real comfortable. And you're just, your personality is just so big. And so, like, you're just so welcoming. You're like, hey, what's, like, you talk to me like we've been, like, same thing. You talk to me like, best friends for years you're like, hey what's going on man like shake my hand and like right. you know you just make people feel welcome and i think that's a, a trait that a lot of people don't have too so i think that's on top of just knowing the basketball knowledge and having the iq but i think your personality and your attitude and everything is just another thing that just adds to it that people don't have as well too is that that welcoming feeling you just feel so comfortable around you right yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Of course, of course. So, what's like, what's the big things coming up with Driven Elite? I know you guys have done some camps in the past and programs too for girls and promoting girls basketball too as well. What's what's coming up for you guys going forward and stuff? I'm just continuing to get better and uh, you know add more elements to the to the program. Uh, I got some really great people around me. You know, I, other trainers as well. You know. Uh, they there with me every day. They work. They work just as hard as I do. Um, you know, so we just want to keep getting better and better, and uh, you know, make this thing uh, worldwide, not just you know, not just Texas and not just America. You know, we want to reach as many people as we can across the world. 
I love it. That's great. That's uh, amazing that you guys have that goal and that goal set. And I know, uh, you know, you're running some stuff out of Dallas and we kind of talked maybe some stuff maybe down in Mississippi down the line and everything like that. So hopefully we've got to get you, got to get you worldwide of everything as well too. So we got to get, make that happen. Right. Uh, but right. It's going to happen. I mean, you guys are doing great things and uh, more trainers will keep linked with. I think, uh, you know, driven elites one of the best. If you're down in, you know, Dallas area uh, in Texas, or definitely reach out to Brian. And, you know, if you want to work, get some hard work in and some basketball work in, you can reach out to Brian. I appreciate it, man. Of course, of course. Well, Brian, I got some, just a couple more fun. I just want to ask some fun questions too. Just have some okay. basketball. All right, cool. Yeah. What do you what do you think about your Raiders? Tell me about your Oakland Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it gonna make the turn this year? What's gonna happen? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make a turn, man. Um, I tell people all the time, you cannot have a sorry team in Las Vegas, and the, the house always wins. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a that's a great. A great saying. Uh, yeah, you're definitely not wrong about that. So. The house always wins in Las Vegas. So we were just playing with you. We were just playing with everybody, just trying to figure everything out. But yeah, don't do not bet against Las Vegas. <laughs> I love it. And then what about now? What do you think about the NBA Finals? I see some tweets that you sent out. What do you think of the Bucks and Suns Finals so far? Uh, Milwaukee has turned it around. Uh, they made it a series. They up three two now. Um, you know, it's not a series until someone steal one on the road. So, and they, and they did what they had to do, you know, now can Phoenix steal one on the road, you know, um, it's going to be difficult if Drew Holiday and, and Giannis and, and Middleton is going, it's, it's going to be hard to get out of Milwaukee, uh, with a win, you know, so Phoenix got, they has, you know, they have their hands full on Tuesday night. So, um, it's been great. I mean, you know, it's two teams that we wouldn't expect to be there, especially uh, Phoenix. Um, but, you know, Milwaukee, you pretty much thought, hey, maybe they can get over the hump and get to the finals. But it's not your normal Lakers, Celtics, or or Cleveland, Golden State, you know, yeah. type series. But it's, it's, it's been great, though. This, is, this has been a great series, you know, chess match, you know, going back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, guys from Phoenix got to step up. You know, they've been playing pretty good, but now your back is, is, is against the wall in another uh, team's arena. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting finals. I'm, I'm like, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be home and home kind of series until something happened. But, you know, Milwaukee, right. like Middleton, and how they woke up in Milwaukee and have carried it over down to Phoenix right. the last couple games. And, they're just playing playing good ball, but like I said, it's, it's cool to see two different teams that we usually don't see in the finals, the Bucks and the Suns. We're gonna have like two a couple small market teams that we've never usually see. We're not we're too used to we've seen LeBron in the finals way too many times. So God, we got a different different matchup here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's nice. Exactly. Uh, we'll see what happens. And then uh, my my final question to you is: What's your favorite thing to just do outside of basketball and uh, you know, driven elite stuff. What What do you like to do for fun that you like to do like most? Uh, spend time with my family and sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you work hard, man. You work. You're one of the hardest working people I know. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> gotta catch up on a lot of sleep, man. You know, and uh, read. Um, been I done bought like ten books this year. Oh wow! Uh, 
but I didn't know about the the auto um, the thing Amazon has that um, that'll read the book for you. Oh, the audio books. I said you're switching over to audio books now. So, so I need a, I, I, I got to get a membership and just listen to the book and, uh, and go from there. Yeah, you exactly. know. So yeah, you know. But um, that, that's pretty much it, man. I, I you know. I'm born, you know, I don't really, uh, you know, do a lot of, you know, running around and stuff no more. So, uh, yeah, it was got to chill. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. good. Yeah, well, those audio books might help you sleep, so you can definitely buy Right. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I bought 10, I bought like 10 books this year. <laughs> well, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Is there one that you're really looking forward to reading? Or? Uh, I'm reading this book. I'm reading John Thompson's book. I just started um, the Three Ring Circus with Phil Jackson and the Lakers. Oh wow! Um, I have a Tim Grover book. I have um, a book um, on uh, from the prep to the pros, the high school players. You yeah. know when they uh, being able to go from um, high school to the pros. Um, I have an NBA, another NBA book about tanking, how a lot of teams tank and, you know, uh, trying to get the number one uh, pick. Uh, I have a uh, Pete Newell, uh, yeah. big man uh, basketball book. You know, Pete, Pete Newell uh, was a legendary coach. Yeah, I had, who, uh, I, had his, I had his son on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, that was a, wow. that was a I had a great conversation. Uh, really fun to talk to him. Yeah. Hey man, I need to. Hey, I need to link up with him. See if we can uh, bring these footwork cams back. Yeah, yeah I'll give you. I'll send you his number. I'll send yeah, you, yeah, I have his see number if, and everything. I'll send it over to you. Yeah, see if we hey, see if we can link up, man, and yeah. uh, and bring bring the big man back, man. The big man shoot too many threes right now. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know more Shaq. You don't see any like players. Oh like no. Shaq, you know? Yeah. Or, Chamberlain. Yeah, I'll link you guys up. I'll give you this information. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, of course, of course. That's 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 awesome that you're reading. I need to I need to read. I'm not doing very well in that aspect of my life. Yeah. But Brian, this mm -hmm. has been a lot of fun. Do you have oh any yeah. Questions or comments or anything that you want to speak about before we sign off? Uh, you know, hey, you know, if you, if if you're out there listening, uh, you have a chance to follow Driven Elite. Um, you can go on Instagram and follow. Uh, Driven Elite Basketball Academy. Um, you know, you get a chance to see you know, some of the things that we do. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting to get players from different states to come uh, down and train. So, you know, so that's what, you know, we, we're here to uh, help as many people as we can and and uh, in, a, in an elite way, you know. So, uh, so definitely uh, give us a shot. Give us a shout and uh, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Always love talking to you. It's always a great oh, yeah. And you can definitely catch me down in Dallas sometime. I'll definitely be there to watch come to a couple workouts and stuff like that. Man, I appreciate you, man. And I will definitely uh, I'll come back on again. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. You're always welcome. I love to, we might to do some football talk down the line, too, as well. <laughs> that's good. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, that was my interview with Brian Adams. Great conversation, really enjoyed it. Uh, so lucky to have met Brian in my life and uh, you know, and him being a uh, mentor that he is to me um, and all the great things that he's doing out there for everyone else. 
uh, all of his players and everything. You can tell he really cares, and you can see it on their on their uh, Instagram as well too. Uh, next week we have Dr. Timothy Swenson. A great interview with Dr. Timothy Swenson. Really enjoyed our conversation and what he's doing at Primal Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. Definitely highly suggest you guys go check it out. I will be going there for some content as well. Uh, that go actually go get my free evaluation to see how bad my hips are. So it'll be a lot of fun if you guys could go check that out. That episode will be coming out next Wednesday as well too. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday and enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you next time.